Hello and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. We all have a need for variety. It's not just the spice of life, it's an essential component of feeling happy and fulfilled. And yet, sometimes the need for variety can seem like it's competing with the safety and security of your relationship. So how do you know if the variety you or your partner is looking for is a good thing? Or is it detrimental to your relationship? Today, we're going to dive deep into this question and find out. Now, usually I talk about my communication guide before my episodes, but today, since we're going to be taking a different tack and talking about one of your important needs, your universal needs, uh, we're talking today about the need for variety, I wanted to invite you to pick up a different free guide from my website, which is all about understanding the needs that you have and that your partner has in relationship. It's crucial to understand these needs as they're at the heart of whether or not you'll find satisfaction in your relationship, happiness, be fulfilled, or find yourselves just growing further and further apart. To download this free guide, all you have to do is visit neilsatin.com and click send me the action plan uh, on the, it's right there on the homepage. Or if you're listening to this at some point in the future, just visit neilsatin.com slash free guide and you can download it there. Or you can text the word relationship to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. Now this topic on variety actually comes from a question from someone who is taking the Thriving Intimacy course that Chloe and I have put together. It's a seven-week course that takes you step-by-step through a process of internal growth and also growing the skills of relating with other people, especially your partner. And that seven-week journey is meant to completely transform the way that you do relationships, to transform it for the better, of course. And uh, we've had people take it in relationship. We've had people where just one person in a relationship takes the course and gets amazing results. We've had single people take the course. And uh, if you are interested in checking it out, uh, you can visit thenewloveparadigm.com slash thrive2019. So thenewloveparadigm.com slash thrive2019, all one word. Um, that's where you can find out about our course and uh, and you can still sign up if you'd like to. It's an ongoing thing. It's an online course. You can take it at your own pace. The content comes to you over seven weeks, but you can do it at whatever pace feels right to you. So this question came from someone who was on week three of our course, which is all about the container of your relationship. So it's basically like the set of agreements that you set up with your partner, either implicit or explicit. In other words, they're either things that you've actually agreed to or they're assumptions you're making about what you've agreed to. And we also talk about the exits that we have in relationship. And so this person who's in the course asked a great question, which is, what do you do if it feels like the need for variety that you or your partner has is like, is it possible that that's incompatible with your relationship? 
Um, maybe your partner has this need to do things that don't include you or, um, or they're just so focused on creating variety in their lives that it takes energy away from your relationship. And this is a, a, a precious balance to be paying attention to. The question of whether or not you're feeling fed in your life as an individual, because if you're not filling your own cup, so to speak, then you might feel like you don't have anything to give to your relationship. But at the same time, this is a very astute observation that this person has, which is, isn't it possible that this need for variety might actually become some sort of exit, some way of distracting a person from either the good things in their relationship or the potential for good things? Because if you're so focused on things outside of your relationship, then you might be missing out on the opportunity to find and foster amazing things in your relationship. So that's a possibility. Or it could be that variety becomes a deflection from the things that are challenging about relationship. And if you're in a long-term monogamous relationship, then your need for variety and your relationship's need for variety, that's one of the big challenges that you're going to face. Because if you're not paying attention to it on some level, things will get dull and boring. And that's not what you want. The other thing too is that uh, fulfilling our need for variety, that is one of our um, main avenues for creating dopamine in your system. And dopamine is your internal uh, pleasure device. It's the thing that helps you feel pleasure when you seek something and you get it. Um, it's also a mechanism that's at the heart of lots of addictions that we have. So dopamine in and of itself isn't a bad thing, but if you're not careful, then you can become addicted to things that create dopamine in your system. Um, and that could be something as simple as being addicted to your phone, like, oh, someone texted me. I wonder who that is. And that little rush of adrenaline or, and dopamine that you get. Or it could be something more severe and debilitating, like an addiction to alcohol or an addiction to porn, or you get it. There's it runs the gamut. And um, my f my um, feeling about this is that um, if an addiction is keeping you from actually fully functioning and experiencing yourself in your life, then it's not a great thing. Um, in my conversation with Jeff Zeig, we talked about how you can create positive addictions in your life. Um, a great example of that is being addicted to exercise. Now that is something that I, I've heard that some people really take overboard. But in general, if you are fostering an addiction in your life to things like exercise that are actually healthy for you, or um, an addiction to having like juicy, rich conversations with your partner, well, yeah, I can think of worse things to be addicted to. So it's not even that like addiction, even in and of itself is such a bad thing. Um, but I want you to pay attention to what are the things that you feel compelled to do and, and are they truly serving you? 
So let's get back to that question of variety because as I said, variety can be this fuel for feeling dopamine in your life. And uh, another word for variety, by the way, is novelty. And you've probably heard various people mention the, the need for novelty to keep things fresh. Um, people talk about that a lot in terms of your sex life, that if you're just doing it the same way all the time, then it's going to make you vulnerable to the allure of other people and other situations. And so you wanna, you wanna change things up in your sex life in order to, to keep that, that little spark of surprise and, and uncertainty. Um, and this is where variety or novelty bumps up against one of our other needs. And the person who asked this question got at it beautifully, which is that variety is in tension with certainty, which is another one of our needs. The need to feel like you know what's coming next, that certain things are predictable, that you're gonna be able to have a roof over your head and have food on the table. Um, it can come down to core needs like that or that you have certainty that you're gonna be loved, that your partner will be there for you tomorrow. And if you're not sure if your partner's gonna be there for you tomorrow because your partner could have decided that they needed to take um, a five-month trip to Southeast Asia and they didn't even talk to you about it, well, then you may have some communicating to do in order to get back to the same page and to come to an understanding with your partner. Hey, it's not that a five-month trip to Southeast Asia on your own is such a bad thing. Not necessarily. However, how do those things come up? Do they come up in a context that honors the fact that you're in a relationship, that uh, honors the safety that you and your partner are trying to create with each other, um, particularly if you're in a monogamous bond? Um, or does gallivanting off across the world potentially create some issues that you need to address? The issue here isn't the thing. It's not the trip to Southeast Asia. And, and I just made that up. Like you might be in Southeast Asia. You might be like, hey, I want to take a trip to Maine and and see Neil. And hey, like uh, I, I, there's actually something that I want to tell you about. I'm not going to tell you about it right now, but there is something coming up here in Maine that if you're anywhere close to Maine, you might be excited about. Um, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. Um, but the gist is that you have to actually remember that you're in relationship. And so the things you do, the choices that you make, they have an impact on the container of your relationship and on your partner. Now, if you're in a situation where you can't have any conversations like that, well, there are a couple things to consider. One is, are you creating a safe container for the conversation? So in other words, let's just say going with this example that, um, you know, I hear from Chloe like, oh, hey, I woke up this morning and I decided that I'm taking a five-month trip to Southeast Asia and I'll see you on the other side. Uh, well, that would be kind of startling for me. Um, maybe not totally out of the blue, but, but it, I would have to think like, okay, well, what does that mean? What does that mean for our lives? Now, if I were... Um, feeling really hurt or something surprised me in her announcement of the trip to Southeast, Southeast Asia, then I might 
react from a place of that fear. So I might say like, what do you mean? What do you mean that you're traveling to Southeast, Southeast Asia? That doesn't make any sense. Like we have a life to, to build. We have, we have clients to coach. We have courses to create. You know, we have kids to raise. We have um, dates to have. Um, all kinds of things, right? That I was planning for the next five months. And here she surprised me with this trip for, um, trip for one to Southeast Asia. It would be jarring. And if I came at her with that defensiveness, then what do you think she's going to do? Well, she's going to get really defensive too. So as someone who's impacted by, let's say, Chloe's need for variety, uh, I need to be able to invite her to that conversation. An example of this might be something like, wow, um, I'm noticing that I'm feeling really surprised right now. Like, I don't even, I'm not sure I even understand where this is coming from. And I'm not sure what that means for us in our relationship. And so I wonder if that's something that we could talk about. I'm not saying you can't go. I'm just wondering if we can talk about what that means in, in the bigger picture. Um, would you be willing to? And then I get to see if she actually is willing to have that conversation or not. Now, this gets back to the question that the questioner was asking, which there's a flavor of this, which is what if the person isn't willing to have that conversation? What then? What if someone is insisting that anything, a need for variety in their lives, but it really, it really could be anything, what if they're insisting that that is important to them and it's more important than you, more important than the relationship, um, it's, it's crucial to who they are as a human being. So what if you come up against something like that? We're going to talk about that in just a moment. And I also want to cover how we know whether or not our need for variety is really becoming an exit in our relationship uh, versus something healthy. But first, I just want to mention, you may have noticed that Relationship Alive is free. It's a gift for you to hopefully help you have the most amazing relationship or relationships possible in your life. And if you are looking for a way to give back, there are a couple ways you can do that. The first and easiest way is to simply share the podcast with people you know. Um, for one thing, you never really know when someone might be in a situation where they need some help. And so by just offering this to people, hey, I listen to Relationship Alive, it's great. And hopefully you think it's great. Um, and here's why, like, or here's how it's impacted me. Then that might stick in the minds of people you know who then might pass it on to people that they know when they hear that someone is in need of help. So basically, you're helping support the work by simply getting it out there to other people who may or may not need it, but if they know about it, then they can help it find its way into the hands and into the listening ears of whoever might need it. So it's really important. And I know that you probably have been sharing Relationship Alive because we've been growing month after month, year after year. We're going on three and a half years now, which is pretty amazing. Um, so I know that you are, and I just want you to know I really appreciate that. And please don't forget to keep 
sharing it because you may have friends who have forgotten about it or new friends who never heard you talk about it. And anyway, I hope you get the point. The other thing that you can do along with reviewing the podcast in Apple Podcasts or iTunes, because those reviews help the podcast kind of rise to the top of the search results. But another thing that you can do, if you're able, is to donate to the podcast to help ensure that we can continue. To do that, all you have to do is visit neilsatin.com slash support, or you can text the word support to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. And I just want you to know that every penny counts. So whatever you feel comfortable with, please don't hesitate. Don't be shy. Just show up and show your support. And one of the gifts that I would like to offer you for donating to the podcast is something special that's actually about to start happening here in Relationship Alive land, which is that we are going to start doing the podcast live. And we are kicking that off here in Portland, Maine, with very special guest Terry Reel, and also a musical guest named Katie Matzel, who is amazing, and I'm, I'm excited for you to hear her. Um, we're going to be doing it live here in a theater in Portland, Maine. We're actually also going to be filming it. So if you're not able to make it, if you donate to the podcast, um, then you will have access to see this show uh, via recording. Now, if you want to come to Portland, Maine, that would be great. It's a very intimate theater. I think there are 180 seats. It'll be a chance to hear from Terry Reel in person, to ask him questions. We'll have a great musical guest. And this is something that we're going to be doing more of. And we've already had some really fun uh, and notable guests who have said they would be excited to do this. So this is going to be happening more in the coming months and years. Um, but this is your chance to get in on the ground floor. Um, so keep an eye out for more about that and how you can get tickets if you do want to come to Maine. And uh, and if you don't, but you donate to the podcast, then you'll get, be able to at least see the video of that show when it happens. Um, not at the moment that it happens, but after we've had a chance you know, to, to polish it up, then you'll be able to see it. Okay, um, I think that's it. Let's get back to our conversation. Uh, maybe the one last thing that I have mentioned is if you haven't joined our Facebook group yet, Relationship Alive Community, we have around 2,700 people who are there gathered to create a safe space to talk about relationship and for you to get support. So if you have some questions about relationship and want some informed opinions from people who are listening to Relationship Alive and who are steeped in how to have conscious relationships and who are asking those kinds of questions, then come join the Relationship Alive community on Facebook. And by the way, if you download anything of mine or donate, you'll end up on my mailing list. And I've been trying to send out more fun emails lately with useful information about how to have an amazing relationship. Um, and that will be another way that you can find out about uh, when things like the live show here in Portland is happening. And by the way, the date of that is June 6th, 2019. So if you're interested and you're within driving or an easy flight 
to Portland, Maine, then come, you know, make a weekend out of it. It's a Thursday night and Portland's a great place to be. So uh, anyway, that's enough about that. Let's get back to our conversation about variety. So the first part was this question about um, what do you do if you can't have the conversation with your partner about variety, about the, the need for novelty, especially if that need is being sourced outside of the relationship? What do you do if you can't have that conversation? Well, for one thing, let me just tell you that I feel for you. That's a hard place to be in. Um, if you are a person who has a high drive for novelty and variety, then um, I hope that you're someone who's able to bring that conversation about it into your relationship. Because by being willing to talk about it and work with it, that gives you actually the most power to not only uh, experience the things in life that you want to experience, but also to stay connected with the person that you love. And this may be one of those places where if you really cannot talk about it with your partner on any level, well, for one thing, I would suggest that you get help. Um, so before you decide there's no way I can talk about it, there's, this topic is off limits, or we've talked about it before and it's been horrible, then I suggest that you get help and you, when you reach out for help, whether it's from a coach like me or a, a therapist or a mediator, there are all kinds of options. Um, when you reach out, then make sure you're clear with them that there's, there's a problem, there's a conversation that needs to happen and you're having trouble having it. And, and ask that person if they feel able to hold a space for each of you to be heard and to stay safe and to be honored and respected. Um, that's what you're looking for in general in a, with a, a therapist or someone who's helping you. Um, but specific to this situation, you wanna make sure that the opinions of the person who's helping do not get in the way of you being able to just come to try to understand each other. And as I spoke about with the Gottmans in an episode uh, a couple weeks ago, um, you probably heard that we were talking about the, the goal in relationship isn't to be same. It's not to be the same as your partner. And it's not to convert them into being more like you. Um, I mean, there are places where that's helpful. But more than that, the, the journey of relationship is also about understanding and embracing our differences. There may be places where your differences are truly unresolvable. And this is where it's a good time to think about your values in relationship and what your partner's values are in relationship. Just because you love someone and they love you back, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're compatible and that you ought to be together. It's easy in the you know Hollywood version of events that, oh my gosh, we love each other and that's all it takes is love and like we should be together. And, and then you find out that you have very different goals in life, very different values. And if you're not willing to step up to the plate to really be in dialogue about those things, then you're gonna be unhappy for a long time. And uh, trust me, I've been there. So. Before you throw in the towel, definitely 
make some attempts to have that those conversations. Make sure that no matter what side of the conversation you're on, you're having it in a way that keeps you and your partner safe and honored and being heard. And uh, and and have the conversation about all your needs. So there's this this idea that you know we can get fixated on particular vehicles for meeting our needs so in the case of variety like maybe the only way i think i can meet my need for variety is by um jumping on a plane every weekend to go to someplace exotic um and that may work when i'm single or it may work for us when we don't have any children or when our children are young and not going to school. But at a certain point, it may be that our vehicles for meeting our needs actually have to shift so that they are more compatible with life's current circumstances. If you're someone who really enjoys dating other people and then you decide you're going to be in a monogamous relationship, well, you're going to have to make some choices about whether or not you're going to keep dating people. And unless you're embracing some form of the new monogamy, like polyamory or open relationship or something like that, then that's one thing. And, and if you are, then great. You're still going to have to find a way to do that honorably if you want to maintain the integrity of your connection with your partner or partners. Um, however, if, you'd, if you've decided, no, I'm, we're going to be exclusive. It's just you and me, baby. Then you are going to have to figure out another way to meet the needs that that was meeting. And this gets into the part two of the question. The part two was, how do you know if your need for variety is simply an exit from the relationship? So again, you want to step back a minute and get really clear on what your needs are. And as I mentioned at the very beginning of the show, I have a guide on the six universal human needs that we all share in, and we, we have them for ourselves and we have them as, as a relationship as well. Because so our relationship needs these things. Like I said, our relationship needs variety. Our relationship needs certainty. Those are just two of them. So, you need to understand those needs and that each of those needs has vehicles for meeting it. So it would be tempting to say, oh, I need to jump on a plane every weekend or I need to be dating other people. But below that desire or that want is a deeper need. And if you go, get deeper and deeper, you get to these universal human needs and then you can have the conversation about, well, what are some other ways to meet that need that actually are compatible with life's current circumstances, with the fact that it's just you and me, baby? What would be compatible with that? So what you want to do, hopefully, is honor your need for variety, honor your partner's need for variety, honor the fact that your relationship needs variety, but have the conversation, okay, we know we need variety. What can we do that feels like it is actually feeding us? That might be a good time to talk about how it seems like some things aren't feeding us. And that is probably a topic worth covering in your conversation because you might have very different viewpoints about that. 
again, can you understand each other? That's part of the goal there. Uh, but the next step is to come up with some other options that actually are sustainable in the context that you're that where you find yourself. So, um, so you you got to get creative. You can't get creative if you're all triggered and defensive about like, whoa, like, don't tell me that I can't blah blah. Or if you're telling your partner that they can't blah blah, they're going to get defensive, as I said a little while ago. So you want to show up with an openness, an open-heartedness, a curiosity, and creativity because this actually is an exciting conversation. What are some ways that we could meet our need for variety that would really feed us? And that would, that would be fun and that would keep our relationship juicy. It's not that everything is something that we have to do together. There's, of course, a place in relationship for doing things by yourself. Uh, I just traveled out to California by myself, just as an example. And it was great and actually super healthy for, for our relationship. So I'm not saying you have to always do everything together. But it feeds into this question of, one, have you just not adjusted yet to the current context? Can you adjust to the current context? And then the second piece, let's yeah, let's talk about that for a moment. Is Are these needs... Are these ways of meeting your need for variety, are they an exit from your relationship? Well, this is one of those things where if you have a, a lot of closeness with your partner, then you can actually develop ways of calling each other out on things like this, you know, where you're like, I think that your need to uh, jump on a plane every weekend is about... Um, like, I think that's you running away from the tension of our household, from like waking up on a Saturday and seeing that there are a lot of dishes to be done, or we got to do the laundry, or, um, you know, there's just the domestic reality. Like, so there's something taking you away from us. And yeah, I can appreciate that traveling is fun, but now I'm the only one here who has to deal with all of that stuff. I'm using this example. It's kind of silly, although maybe it's something that you're actually going through. Um, but you can probably see that there are all kinds of things like this, um, ways where a need for to change things up or to to make things a little unpredictable might be getting in the way of some hard reality. Um, it could be a way of avoiding intimacy. And, you know, that, of course, begs the question, like, well, what's so bad about intimacy? Well, for some people, it's, it's really hard as much as we say we want it. And this was something that I, I talked about uh, two weeks ago when I was talking about the fear of commitment. Are you really committed? It's a, it's a similar flavor um, where you have to really decide if you're in it or not. And being in it often bumps you up against things that are really challenging, like the uncertainty about whether or not we'll have a good weekend together or the uncertainty about whether or not we're going to fight some more or the uncertainty about whether we're going to be able to have sex or we're just going to stare at each other and be in pain about the uncertainty of whether or not we're going to have sex. I'm just offering a few examples here. Maybe you can relate to some or all of them. So how do you know if it's an exit? Well, 
If you don't have the kind of relationship where you can call your partner out on things, then a great way to open up a conversation about this is to look for ways that you have exits. Look for ways that you do things that take you away from the energy of your connection. How do you deflect from moments of tension or moments of potential tension? You don't even know that it's going to be tense, but the fear that it might be leads you down a different door. Oh, I'm just watching TV or I'm just checking in on Facebook with my uh, with the Relationship Alive community or I'm uh, reading the blogs or whatever it is. I'm drinking wine. I'm going out with my girlfriends. I'm going skydiving. Like whatever it is, these are all things that I've mentioned that can feed your need for variety, among other things. Uh, but that may actually be you stepping away from the energy, the the crucible, as David Schnarch likes to call it, of your relationship. But of course, you need a crucible for the alchemy to happen, for the the beauty to emerge, for the additional energy, for you to have that experience of, oh my goodness, we are more than two. It's more than just the sum of our parts. We've created something new and amazing. The only way you get to experience that is by leaning in, and in particular, leaning in to a challenging moment. There's a lot of that in relationship. Seeing a challenge and finding a way to lean into it that actually gets you to a more positive place. Um, and that's something we, we talk about on here all the time. We'll talk more about it too. So if you can own your own stuff, if you can take responsibility for the ways that you are exiting, and if you can start a conversation about that, then you might be able to say something to your partner like, especially once they're agreeing with you, oh yeah, you do kind of, I can see how you check out like that. Then you might say, well, would you be willing to talk about some of the ways that I wonder if you're checking out? Again, you're not accusing them of anything yet. You're just asking them if they'd be willing to have the conversation with you. And then if you have that conversation, you might say something like, I have this story that you would rather be jumping on a plane or jumping out of a plane than being here with me. And I want to check in with you to find out if that's true. And if, is it, if it is true, like what's going on? Why, why is that preferable? And if it's not true, then can you help me understand where you're coming from? Because some of these weekends that you're gone, I really miss you. And I wish that you were here with me um, to do things together. Now, it may be that deep down, you and your partner have to confront the question of, why are we in relationship? Like, what's the whole purpose of being in relationship with each other? And do we want the same thing? You know, maybe you don't. And that's something that's worth asking directly, asking yourself, asking each other. And in asking that hard conversation, seeing if you can be open to what the possible answers might be. Uh, there may be some pain there, but there may also be some truth, some healing truth 
um, they say that the truth will set you free. And that's been my experience that even when a hard truth emerges, that it often brings with it some relief because now you're dealing in reality with each other. Just make sure that you don't, you know, hit each other over the head with your honesty. You might just say, hey, like this is something that I think is true for me. Or my story is that this is what's true for you and I'm checking in with you about it. These are just a few examples of how to have that conversation. There's a lot of exploration that you can do before you decide that you are truly incompatible. And sometimes we are incompatible. So I invite you into your curiosity about it, into your open-heartedness, to know that you will be okay, whatever you discover, and to know that the only way to discover it is to be willing to ask the questions, to be willing to stay open and curious and creative and you know, to notice when you're starting to shut down and to take a break from the conversation or find a way to come back into balance if you find that happening. There's of course more to say on this topic, there usually is, but that feels like a good chunk for now. So for my uh, amazing Thriving Intimacy course taker, I hope that um, this has been helpful for you. And, um, and for those of you who aren't in the course, but are, have been curious about this topic, I hope this has been helpful for you as well. We will see you next week. I'm not totally sure who our guest is going to be as of yet, but I guess I better figure that out pronto. But we'll be here with an awesome interview, and I'm looking forward to seeing you then. Until then, take good care.